I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, June 15th, and we are looking forward to another great day here on our Winning Side daily broadcast. We welcome you, those that are listening on the radio, uh, 95.9 FM, those that are uh, watching on our Facebook, and then those that are uh, on our listening on our podcast, and now our Voice for Victory uh, app. And we talked about that in the last few weeks. It's available uh, on uh, Apple devices, and it should be done soon for Android. We keep saying that, but uh, sometimes these technology things, they take a little bit longer. But we're such patient people that we don't mind waiting for anything, right? Uh, you might be, I'm not. I, I like it right now. It's so funny to me uh, how fast food, okay? Now you think about this, fast food. We want to order it and we want to pick it up at the window. I mean, it's almost a little scary to think how fast that food is prepared, right? Um, and some, some drive throughs got it down. Uh, Chick-fil-A, for instance, I don't know how they do it. But then there's others sometimes where you seem like you have to wait a little bit longer. and We get so frustrated. We're such in such a hurry. Uh, but I hope we'll learn to wait on the Lord. I didn't say wait on your chicken sandwich, but learn to wait on the Lord. And I hope we'll be patient and trust God and keep our eyes on Him. But we're thankful you're listening today. Uh, happy birthday today to Miss Donna Tillery. I saw Miss Donna this morning. I was at Oscar's. Uh, with uh, Brother Joe Arthur. We were eating some breakfast there. Miss Donna came in with a couple of our uh, church ladies, and today is her birthday, and happy birthday to you. Uh, Miss Donna was uh, with our pastor's pals last night uh, during the service, so she told Brother Joe, she said, I'm going to listen to the message today. I uh, was uh, out with the kids last night, but I'll listen to it. And by the way, it was a great message last night under the tent. Brother Joe Arthur preached the power of one voice uh, and uh, how God used John the Baptist. He was a voice. And uh, God used uh, Brother Joe in that message. God used his voice to help us, encourage us. And it was great, great service. But a happy birthday to Miss Donna. Happy birthday today to Boogie Vincent. And we appreciate you, brother. And then happy anniversary to Ray and Janie Wordsworth. I hope you folks have a great day. We are uh, going to be under the tent again tonight, 7 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We'll have some singing, and then we're going to turn Brother Joe loose with some more preaching. What a blessing Brother Joe Arthur is to our church. And uh, that tent, it's been exciting. We had a great day Sunday, anniversary Sunday. Last night was good, tonight, and then tomorrow night. So if you haven't been able to make it yet, you got to come tonight and then come tomorrow night. Don't miss the services for our summer revival. Let's pray for our country. Let's continue to pray for the nation of Israel, and let's be in prayer for a great day on Sunday. I'm already fired up, looking forward to a great day uh, this coming Sunday uh, for church. And God has been good. God's given us a wonderful church family. I uh, came across this song the other day, and I know I'd heard it before, but when I heard it uh, the other day, I thought, we've got to get this on the radio. And I was asking Brother Caleb right before the uh, broadcast if we've got someone that sings it, and he said, we've got the Henderson family. Uh, Brother Henderson was actually singing right before we started the broadcast. If you heard that song, Were It Not For Grace, that was Pastor Stephen Henderson. 
Uh, he is the pastor uh, at the Harvest Baptist Church in Manhattan, Kansas. And my wife and I, we've been there uh, several times. Great church, great folks there. Brother Henderson, uh, his daughter, was in the group that was here on Sunday with the Golden State group. And she was the one that, I think she stood in the middle, if I remember right. But, uh, but this family sings this song, He Has Always Been Faithful. And I want you to listen to these words. It's a beautiful song, a powerful message about the faithfulness of God. You listen, and then we'll get into our Bible study right after this song. I know that's a little bit quieter, a little bit slower song, and uh, maybe you're on uh, Tuesday uh, lunchtime and you're falling asleep. I hope not, 
But you know, I believe we ought to live on the winning side. I think we ought to uh, sing and shout and praise God. But I think there's also some times in life when we need to quiet down and just focus on the blessings of God and thank God for His goodness. And, and just think about where you would be. And I need to think about where I would be were it not for the faithfulness of God. Uh, there have been times that I have not been faithful to Him, but I'm glad that God has always been faithful to me. And I like that, uh, that way that song starts out. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. That's the passage in Lamentations that we've been talking about a lot during this pa pandemic. Um, it is of the Lord's mercies that were not consumed because His compassions fail not. Great is thy faithfulness. I'm thankful God's mercies are new every day. Uh, we are looking at Proverbs 5. We were in Proverbs 5 yesterday, and we saw, uh, first of all, in this chapter, we saw wisdom. So, well, Pastor, it seems like we've been talking about wisdom in Proverbs. You're, you're exactly right. We, we're going to talk a lot about wisdom in Proverbs because that is the theme of this book. It's about wisdom, not about man's wisdom, but it's about God's wisdom. And there's a big difference there. I'll give you, a, for instance, man's wisdom would say um, that you have to uh, save money. And by the way, you should save money. That's, that's a good thing. The Bible talks about being a good steward. But God's wisdom says this. Yes, you need to be a good steward, but God's wisdom and God's word commands us that we are supposed to tithe. Uh, the tithe is the 10% of our income that belongs to God. You say, well, I don't know, that's a lot of money. Well, maybe so, but can I tell you, God's given you and me everything we have. God's given us the, the breath and the strength, and God's given us a mind. God's given you the hands to work, and, and everything we have belongs to God, but yet God requires 10%. That's the tithe. That belongs to your church. You say, well, I don't go to church and so I just won't tithe. Well, you're supposed to tithe, so you better get in church and you need to give uh, because that belongs to God. Malachi says, will a man rob God? They said, well, where have we robbed you? They said, in tithes and in offerings. That's what God said. And can I tell you, that is God's wisdom. You say, well, how does, how does that make sense that you give 10%, but yet you still make it? Well, can I tell you why? It's because of the blessing of God, and God always takes care of you, and God provides your needs. Now, you can't always put that on paper. Uh, my wife and I, since the time we got married, we've always given the tithe and above that to missions and to building funds and to bus ministry and all of that, and we've always given above that. And you say, well, that's probably because you've got a lot of money. Well, no, there have been times where we weren't sure uh, how the bills were going to be paid. But can I tell you, God always supplies, God always provides the need when you obey. When you follow God's wisdom, God always blesses and God always takes care of you. So we saw wisdom. Secondly, we saw yesterday about the strange woman. And we said, uh, men, you need to stay away from the strange woman. But then we said to our ladies, don't be that strange woman. Be the Proverbs 31 woman. Be a godly uh, a woman that, that fears God, that honors God uh, in your words. Uh, we talked about uh, in your ways, in your wardrobe. We said there's a warning uh, for those. Stay away from the strange woman. Don't even get close. Don't think you can handle it. Uh, men don't think, oh, well, it won't bother me. Can I tell you? Uh, many strong men, we'll see that in Proverbs 7, but many strong men, many mighty men have been slain because they got around a strange woman. And, and Satan used that strange woman to take that, that strong man away from God. We talked about Solomon. 
the wisest man that ever lived, but those strange women in his life led his heart away from God. And we said the why. Why would you want to do that? Why would you go down that road and give up all that you have uh, for a moment of pleasure? So we talked about that yesterday, wisdom. We talked about the strange woman. Today, I'd like to draw your attention to another uh, uh, thought as we continue in Proverbs 5. It's found in verse number 7. It says, Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Let's talk about our words. In this case, it's the words of wisdom from a father to a son. I wonder, maybe you're listening today and maybe you are a father or maybe you're a mother or maybe you're a grandparent or maybe you're a young person. Uh, Maybe uh, you don't have children. Maybe you don't have grandchildren. Maybe you don't have a family. But can I tell you, God has given you God has given me the ability to use our words to help people. Uh, I try, my wife, we try to teach our children not to speak harmful words, not to speak mean words, uh, not to speak words that would be harsh and rude, but to be kind with our words. Can I tell you, we all have the opportunity to use our words for good or for bad. Psalm 19, the Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. I wonder why uh, we don't use our words more for good. Sometimes our words are critical. Sometimes our words are cutting. Sometimes our words are cynical. But can I tell you, God wants our words to be used to build and to uplift and to encourage. Use your words to share the gospel with somebody. Use your words to point people to Christ. We take inventory of our time, and we should. We take inventory of our money. We budget out our money and we, we, we say this money's going here, this money's going here, and we should do those things. But I wonder why don't we take inventory of our words? I'll be very careful the words you speak because once you speak them, you can't get them back. Once you speak them, it's too late. And the tongue is so powerful. Use your words to impart wisdom. If you're a parent, use your words to help and to guide your children. Uh, There's times where I'll be talking to the children and they'll ask me a question and I'll try to explain something and I'll get all done and I'll think, that didn't make a lick of sense, you know? I don't know what in the world I was thinking. It didn't even come out right. And by the way, we all have times like that. But can I tell you, our words should be words that are thought through and prayed through and uh, be very careful. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So make sure you've got the right thoughts and the right uh, things that you put into your mind because eventually they will come out. Uh, next, number three, we said your words. Number four, I want you to look at your wealth or you could say your worth. It's found in Proverbs 5 and verse number nine. It says, lest thou give thine honor unto others and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. The Bible says that, uh, that for Solomon to his son, you need to stay away from the strange woman or you will lose your wealth. You will lose all that you've worked for. You'll use everything that you have put your life into. Can I tell you, we ought to be very careful that we don't allow our wealth and our worth to be destroyed in a moment of pleasure because of temptation, because of sin, uh, because of the wrong crowd. We ought to be very careful about that. But I want to tell you, your worth today is a whole lot more than money. And I want to remind you today that you may feel like you're not worth anything. You may feel like you are worthless. 
Well, I got news for you. That's not true because you are valuable to God. You are precious in the sight of God. You say, well, I don't have a lot of money or I don't have a nice house or I don't have a nice car or I don't have a lot of stuff or I don't have a a bank account somewhere. Well, friend, I got news for you. There are things in life far more important than money. There are things in life that money cannot buy. Your worth is not in possessions. Your worth is not in a bank. Your worth is not in the things that you own, but your worth is in your name, who you are, your reputation, your family, your ministry. Uh, Your worth is in how Jesus Christ sees you. And if you've been born again, God sees you as his child. If you've been born again, God sees you as as a precious treasure in his sight. Say, well, pastor, I've never been saved. I've never been born again. How does God see me if I've never been saved? Well, I want to tell you how God sees you. He sees you as so valuable that God was willing to give his son to die on the cross just so that you and I could be saved. Can I tell you, you are worth so much to God. God loves you. If you were the only person that ever lived, God would have sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for you. And you may feel today like you're not worth much. You may feel like you've let people down. You may feel like there's not a lot of hope, but I got good news for you. There is hope in God and God wants to use you and God can take our lives and God can take the mess that we make sometimes God can turn it into a miracle. I want to encourage you today to live on the winning side. And I want you to remember today that you are worth far more to God than you could ever imagine. You are valuable and you are precious in His sight. And let's use our words today. Let's use our words for good. Let's use our words to help people, point people in the right direction. God bless you. Have a great day. Hope you'll join us tonight under the tent, seven o'clock here at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids for Summer Revival with Brother Joe Arthur. God bless you. Have a great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. And we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.